now here we go. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. Good morning. Good morning. 93.9 Virgin Radio. It's the Wither Report with Hannah Witherby on 93.9 Virgin Radio. A big album announcement just happened yesterday. Finally, so there were rumors swirling around this album announcement for forever. People thought maybe before the Super Bowl is going to drop. And finally, we have heard some news about mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Oh. <laughs> top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Top of the morning, indeed. That's it. Top of the morning, top of the morning. His new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, uh-huh. is going to be coming out on May 13th. So less than a month away. That is awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. He, he posted a press release, and at the bottom it said, all factual information for this release will come directly from this source directly. Mm-hmm. Say directly one more yeah, time. Seriously. Not my fault. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, everyone's really excited about that if you're a Kendrick Lamar fan. It's been yeah. a while since he's released something new, right? Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, he, he did that stuff with, well, that song I just played. That was a newer one, but that wasn't his record. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a long time since he put out his own album. I'm now just still waiting for Frank Ocean. You know, Rihanna. I, I follow a bunch of Twitter Rihanna's accounts that, never that lie to me. Every, it's almost been a trend right now where people are claiming that artists are retiring just to try to provoke them or, like, through, you know, some luck, make them right. finally release music. They're like, it's official. Rihanna retired. It's official. Frank Ocean retired. And they're like, and now we wait. Yeah. So I mean, it's not the worst uh, strategy in the I, world. We got to try something, right? But <laughs> something, Kendrick's coming back. At something least. must be done. <laughs> yeah, that's really exciting. And uh, this is really sad news. The drug dealer who was responsible for selling Mac Miller fentanyl. Bastard. Um, yeah, he just got 11 years in prison. Sad because the passing well, away of Mac yeah, Miller. Yeah, the story not sad. of Mac Miller. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting some time for this. Yeah, so he's the first of three who's actually facing some, like, convictions over yeah. this situation. Ryan Revis is his mm-hmm. name. And he's going to be behind bars for 10 years and 11 months. So yeah. he actually pled guilty in November. So um, he thought that by pleading guilty, he would uh, have a lesser sentence. So they asked for five years. Yeah. And the maximum or the amount of years that prosecutors were gunning for was 12 and a half. And so they really? asked for five. They asked for 12 and a half. And he got 10 years and Met 11 months. 10. And even though he pled guilty. Yeah. So they're being pretty harsh on this guy. Um Revis is the alleged supplier, mm-hmm. and then the other two men are Walter, who was the alleged runner, and Petit, who was the alleged dealer himself, and their cases are still pending. Yeah. So we'll have to see how all that goes, but um, 11 years essentially behind bars because um, they're saying he yeah. knowingly gave fentanyl to, to Mac Miller. Well, to people who then gave it to Mac Miller. Should have right? known it wasn't going to go your way when the judge walked in in a snapback and was listening to kids <laughs> and was like, yeah, no, I'm a big Mac fan. I... It, it was a, a or big thing. Honeymoon Avenue by Ariana Wait, Grande. Hey, there you go. He was on that album. Yeah, as well. that that was like Max Happy era when he was with Ariana Grande, yeah. I think, and then things went a little sideways. But it's just. You have to be so careful, you know, and I had a lot of friends who who were, you know, into drug use around that time, Mm -hmm. especially. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And you just have to be careful, like naloxone kits or whatever, really important to have if you are going to be doing that, because if it can happen to Mac Miller, That's it. If it's it can happen to anybody. Or to Demi Lovato, if exactly. it's happening to these big celebrities, yeah. and you know you're dealing for like a famous person and you're still risking exactly. it, like it can literally happen to it, anybody. It can, but I, it's crazy. I didn't even know that this story was going on. I was listening to some Mac Miller last night. It's, a, it's oh. one I go back to often, but... Uh, you know, any of his tunes are great, but I was jamming out to his song with Anderson Pack. Dang, oh, that's a great tune. But oh, that song is sad now in the context of Mac's death, too. Anyways, right. big Mac Miller fan, so yeah. that hits hard for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's good to see like a little bit of justice in that yeah. case. And Taylor Swift and Drake, could they be working together? So oh. we didn't even know that these two were friends. Like They never really ran in the same circles, T-Swift oh. and Drizzy. Drake posted a photo dump seven hours ago. The caption said, they too soft to understand the meaning of hard work. And the last photo in the lineup is a picture of him and Taylor Swift with their arms around each other. Okay. So everyone's like, what does this mean? The caption plus the picture of him and Taylor. Are they releasing something? Are they just friends hanging out? What's the I don't know. What I do know is a millipede just got named after Taylor Swift. Well. The Twisted Claw Millipede was discovered by Virginia Tech scientists. I guess they were Taylor Swift fans. How is it named after Taylor Swift? Because uh, Twisted Claw, is that a Taylor calling Swift it, They named it Nanaria Swifte. Oh, that's hilarious. It was found in Tennessee. So if you see a Twisted Claw Millipede in Tennessee, it's named after Taylor Swift. That's unbelievable. And people are laughing at beauty influencer and YouTuber James Charles for one of the outfits that he wore to Coachella. They're saying it looked like a thermal image of a fart. Uh, what? So it's like a body shoot, and it's different <laughs> shades of like blue, green, yellow, and red, right? Yeah. So it kind of looks like a meteorological radar. You know when you watch the news and they look right. at weather and there's a cold front coming in or a warm front coming in and it's like uh-huh. red and then orange and green and blue. <laughs> so he's kind of wearing this like wacky bodysuit and uh-huh. they're saying it looks like a thermal image of somebody farting and they All put right. them side by side and it does Amazing. look Amazing. Like wow. Okay. So he's got infra- infrared fart vibes. Fart couture. Love to see it. All I, the rage. Coachella's fashion side has gotten out of control crazy. And, you know, I'm kind of here for it because I feel like... With, with when millennials were the ones who were primarily going to Coachella, it was it was pretty basic. Yeah, right? it was the flower crowns and the hippie style, and there's still like hippie influence. But and the winery hat and the sundress. Yeah, exactly. You know? things have changed a little bit. We've gone from that to infrared farts. I saw some sort of rhinestone cowboy bedazzled tassels outfit going on. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's almost a bit of a post apocalyptic vibe. But I'm here for pretty it. fitting for 2022. Hannah. And Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. You know, Johnny, if there's one thing I love as a Leo, it is to make things about me. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting married. <laughs> Woohoo! If you didn't already know. I actually did know that, <laughs> as well as I think all of Windsor-Essex. Yes. And everyone around here. Well, we're going to talk about some wedding trends. Oh, good. According to the New York Times, this uh-huh. wedding trend is all the rage in 2022. So if you're planning your nuptials, maybe you can look into a morning wedding. Morning wedding. Okay. Yes. So Morning weddings are on the rise. So this is because of the COVID backlog for weddings. People are facing like a shortage of good times. Right. And more couples are marrying earlier on in the day. They're easier to book. They're less expensive to host. Mm-hmm. So these weddings are going to take place, you know, around 9 or 10 a.m. 
Okay. Not like That's our not status. Too bad. Not like 6 a.m. Yeah. I was thinking like sunrise wedding, which would be cool, but everyone invited would hate you. Oh, yeah. So much. A hundred percent. And this one couple in particular who did it, who the New York Times talked to, after the ceremony, there was a cocktail hour, and then they did a buffet brunch where everyone had mimosas. I was going to say mimosas yeah. will hit different for yeah. a morning wedding. And then they had like a saxophonist, they had chicken and waffles, a DJ, and then by 3 p.m., the official party was over. All right. Sign me up. Honestly, yeah, I think that's pretty. That's a pretty great idea. What? When was your wedding? Text us at ten ninety three nine. Like, did you have to make any sort of a compromise that you were like, maybe this is a little unusual, but it's going to save us some money. Yeah, gives us a little more freedom. And uh, this one wedding planner working on seventy different weddings this year. Yeah, she said more than ninety percent are being done before four p.m. Really? Yeah. Do you have? Do you know what time your wedding is going to be? We don't have an exact time no. yet, but it is going to be in the afternoon. In the afternoon, with okay. like a nighttime dinner party. Thing. Yeah. I'm curious how, like, how, when it comes to the wedding planning, how much power does your fiance Kevin have? Like, that is there a discussion where his opinion is? Valid, or is it just kind of like your your show? Here? Um, I value his opinion, and I ask him his opinion on everything. Yeah, but he also says, "Do whatever you want. It's yeah. your day. You're the, the final <laughs> word is yours." Yeah, exactly. Well, so he's not gonna like put his foot down on anything. Right. Well, there's so, another study coming out. Speaking of marriage, says letting your partner make all the decisions can be bad for your marriage. Ooh. So I, I mean, they do say it's from relationship experts, of course. They say if one person in a couple is the primary decision maker, not necessarily a bad thing as long as neither person feels powerless yeah. and there is some collaboration. You also have to check in regularly to make sure decisions are being made based on your shared values and vision. Yeah, so, I think we're really even in decision making just generally. Yeah. But in terms of like the wedding, it's... It's well, my, it's Monday. Exactly. Like, it's, he, it's, it's and he char- knows that. It's a charade. <laughs> like, you coming to them, it's like, hey, can you help me pick between these two things? And you're like very much holding out one thing in particular, like th- this one, this is the right answer. Is there, it like that? There was one time where um, I'm having really bright <laughs> flowers, like brightly colored flowers, okay. fresh flowers, pinks, reds, oranges. I like and that. he's totally fine with that. A uh-huh. lot of weddings do like pale pastels and whites. Um, but then I was like, what if we added like a blue? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, that's a lot of different colors for the flowers. <laughs> too many. And you so, know what? I listen. That's good. That's, I listen. It's nice to have that balance. We got a text at 10939 said, I had a sunset wedding. No to a sunrise wedding. Like, would that be the breaking point for some people? They're like, you expect me to get up at like 5 a.m.? Like, if you're getting ready for your wedding day, aren't you already getting up really early to get ready? Yeah, so there's people in the New York Times that got married at 10. Yeah. Uh, she woke up at 4 in the morning oh. to start getting ready because it takes a long time. I know that feel. Truly. Not worth it. Death <laughs> to this trend. Anna Witherby and Johnny Parks. In the morning. On 93.9 Virgin Radio. So Hannah got talking about weddings again. Surprise, surprise. Nobody is surprised. No, it's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 <laughs> Virgin Radio. Have you heard I'm getting married? Yeah. I mean, Have you heard I, I'm planning a wedding? I am too. Well, not it's, planning a wedding, but I, I'm engaged. <laughs> my one personality trait is that I'm planning a wedding. Yeah, well, it's you're not alone. This is going to be a big summer for weddings because yeah. of the COVID delay. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's getting married at every time of day apparently morning weddings are a trend now yeah and uh, a lot of people have been hitting us up today talking about you know the different ways that they chose to do it someone said sunset wedding which i think is nice yeah here's the thing about sunset weddings though mosquitoes oh yeah. you know that like five minute period where the sun's going down and the mosquitoes are all of a sudden everywhere yeah no couldn't do it 
Couldn't be no, me. I forgot about mosquitoes. But uh, maybe you have to hire someone specifically to deal with the mosquitoes. Just going around with like a like citronella spray or something or a flamethrower. Instead of a ring bear, just give a kid like a flamethrower <laughs> and tell him you're in charge of mosquitoes. <laughs> That's not <laughs> That'll a go idea. great. Yeah. Uh, we actually do have someone on the phone. 509-792-6040. You want to stay anonymous because you secretly eloped. Ooh. Tell us about it. Okay, so um, we just really wanted to have it be something private between him and I, and we didn't, you know, we didn't want to do a whole big wedding. We didn't want either of our parents getting involved. We just kind of wanted it to be between just him and I. Speaking my language. Just a really sentimental thing for us. Yeah. Um, Our families weren't very happy about it, Mm -hmm. and they weren't very understanding, and... Um, they just, I think they just wanted to be a part of it, but now, you know, it's been a a year and a half now since we told them and they're a lot, you know, they feel a lot better about it now. And I think they understand more now. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we first told them, uh, my mom actually didn't speak to me for a couple of months. Oh my God. Yeah. See, if anything, that might be the only thing holding us back from just eloping and getting it over with is I know that... Your family's family, going to be mad. Well, I don't care if they're mad or not. It's for... I know they want to see it. And I don't want to break my mom's heart mm-hmm. because... I don't know. Like, it's just... Maybe this will be the only wedding opportunity she ever gets. But I also don't want to let that steer something that really yeah. should be about just us and the celebration of our love. You know, if you feel that way or you have an experience that's similar, you could text us about it at 1093.9. Something you did for your wedding. Come through for the Karens. Oh, actually, I've got two Karens in my life. All I want to do is elope, and there's just all these expectations. <laughs> it's uh, true. Uh, sorry, Karens. Morning. Hey, Hannah and Johnny. Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Is the sun up yet? Is it is it coming up? We're on the way. Yeah, I think if so. So you might want to take off your pants and uh, just go outside. If you're a dude. <laughs> what? I think e- either or. That does sound potentially <laughs> illegal. Yeah, well. See, yesterday, Johnny's like, did you cheat on your taxes? Uh-huh. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's, take off your pants. Go outside. Take off your pants and go outside. Embrace like, the sun. What are you trying to tell? With your testicles. Everybody to do. There is, uh, well, I Maybe can't even believe I'm saying In this. your private backyard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even that might be a stretch here. But uh, this is coming from Tucker Carlson. I don't know if you know about his show, Tucker Carlson Originals. It's like a documentary series. It airs on the streaming platform, Fox Nation. I didn't know about the show. Well, I, and I, know I already probably wish don't. that yeah, I don't. I know that, but there is. <laughs> I already regret it. Everyone's talking about it because there's a preview from this new season where Tucker Carlson chats with fitness professional Andrew McGovern about testicle tanning. Testicle tanning. And I mean, I, I want to play a little bit of the preview that happened here because the song, it's like the Epic, like, and there's a naked man, spread eagle, standing in front of a thing that is shining like an infrared light on his junk. Just arms out, looking up to the sky. Now he's flipping tires. (laughs) It reminds me of, like, movies. 
that movie from yours, like, in a time well, yeah, it is. where your testicles were very pale well, <laughs> and you needed the little color down Essentially, there. but this is the thing. It's not about, you know, getting a little bit of a tan on your testes. That's not the thing they're really interested in here. This, this preview also has men slow motion chopping wood, just being real manly. You know, and I guess the, the perceived benefit of this testicle tanning is it, it it ups your testosterone levels. Okay. Okay. So this was a, a clip of Tucker talking to this fitness expert on this. You saw in the clip there, um, if you want to optimize and take it uh, to another level, expose yourself to red light therapy. Yes. Um, and the juve um, that we were using in the documentary, there's a massive amount Which of is that. testicle tanning. It's testicle tanning, but it's also full body uh, red light therapy, uh-huh. which has massive amount of benefits. And there's so much data out there um, that isn't being picked up on or covered. So obviously half the viewers right now are like, what? That's cr- testicle tanning? That's crazy. But my view is, okay, testosterone levels like crash and nobody says anything about it. That's crazy. So why is it crazy to seek solutions? It's not crazy to seek solutions. And I think um, I was recently exposed to a term called bromeopathy. Bromeopathy. Bro- bromeopathy. <laughs> I mean, there it's is. Like, it's like homeopathy. But. For with the bros. bros, yeah, with uh, the boys, and I, you know, there are there's dudes in my life who are concerned about their T levels, their this testosterone, is giving me ivermectin vibes. Well, you know what it's reminding me of was uh, remember was it last year the trend where people were sunning their bums, sunning their I their bum holes? That. that was the thing. Uh, wellness influencers were saying that that is. You, know, you should be getting 30 seconds of sunlight on where your, the sun don't shine. Like on your booty hole? Yes. Oh. That was what they were saying. Again, a lot of experts were saying that is maybe not a good idea because, you know, what if you get a sunburn down there? The not ideal. Yeah. And then obviously other people who are, you know, experts or feel some type of way about this are saying, you know, there's a reason testicles are outside the body. Yeah. Yet Tucker Carlson wants his alpha males to heat those babies up. Maybe not a good idea. Here's the thing. I don't personally have testicles. No? However, I feel as if a testicle sunburn would be one of the most oh my painful God. things of all time. I can't imagine. I don't know. I, I'm not, I am not um, enthusiastic about this idea. I don't <laughs> think I'll be shining that infrared light down there anytime soon because uh, at the end of the day, this whole thing just sounds a little nuts. Anna and Johnny. I need you to wake up. Wake up. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. In your opinion, what is the greatest rom-com of all time? Text us at 1093.9. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. So you have a list. Is it the top 100? This is the top 50 from The Ringer, but I think we're just going to do the top 10 to start. Do you have any guesses for what might be on here? Yes. So, like, my opinion, favorite rom-com ever is Notting Hill with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Notting Hill is definitely on here. What number is that? That is number six. Okay. Number six. Do you think that's fair? Um, probably. Yeah. My pick for number one, what I think is going to be at the top of this list, is The Princess Bride. Crazy that you would mention that because, no, it's not number one. It's not even close, but it is on the list. I know the whole, like, as you wish thing. I I mean. Inconceivable. That's Uh, My my name is Inigo Montoya. (laughs) You killed my father. Prepare to die. I mean, only one of those things has to do with romance. But uh, The Princess Bride is at number 19. Okay. 19 on the top 50 rom-coms of all time. Okay, here are some other guesses. Uh Bridget Jones's Diary. Bridget Jones's Diary. I think that's a pretty good guess, too. Let me see. 
Bridget Jones's Diary, number 18, right okay. after, right right above Princess Bride. What about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Uh, that has to be on here, That's right? one of my favorites, too. I don't think it's top 10. That's number 43. Oh, yes, oh barely made it. What about My Best Friend's Wedding? You with, know uh, so many of Julia these. Julia Roberts uh, and Cameron Diaz. My Best Friend's Wedding. I love wedding. Um, I don't know if it is. Oh, oh it is. It is. It is, actually. Okay. Number 8. Oh, wow. That okay. is number 8. Okay, so Julia so. Roberts is doing great because she's in yeah. Notting Hill and My Best Friend's so Wedding. Got two of the top ten. The Just other ones were all on the list. Anything with Hugh Grant. Like, if Hugh Grant is in it, it's probably on oh, this list. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm so charmingly befuddled. <laughs> um, so what's number one? I'm so curious. No, we'll get there. Let's do the top ten right. here. Number ten is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh. Remember that one? I, I like it because it is. That's, I feel like, more on the comedy side. It's way more comedy. Of rom-com, I wouldn't which think, I love. I wouldn't think rom-com when I thought of that one. Uh, but, it, you know, it's legitimately funny. And that's, yeah. you know, Russell Brand is in that who his whole vibe has shifted Immensely. Jason Segal, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love him. Jonah Hill, Mila Kunis. That was that was a stacked little comedy there. Number nine is The Wedding Singer. Oh. Adam Sandler coming in hot. And that's this is probably the best moment, right, when he sings to her on, that, on the plane. I'll get your medicine when your tummy aches. Build you a fire if the furnace breaks so I can't do Adam Sandler as a lead in a rom-com. No? No. Come on. He was great in this. I can't. I can't get there with him. What about Drew? Drew Barrymore was playing opposite him. You like? You don't like them together. Oh. You don't think they have chemistry? Oh, speaking of Drew Barrymore, is Fifty First Dates on there? Oh, you just said you don't like Adam Sandler as the lead. I know, romance. but I liked Fifty First Dates, though. Uh, it must be. No, it's not. Sorry. Oh, interesting. As you can hear from me doing the search and it coming up with nothing. No. Jackie texted. She agrees with me. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah, that I feel like should have been higher, honestly. Mm. Um, just so you know, Hitch is number 15. That, um, that hits That different. is absolute garbage. <laughs> what? No. It was pretty good. Kevin James in that one? No. Uh, Hitch so, doesn't deserve to be that <laughs> high. Hitch is above how to lose a guy in 10 days? Absolutely yeah. not. So number eight was my best friend's wedding we mentioned. Number seven, Sleepless in Seattle. The okay. number seven greatest rom-com of all time. Ooh, we have a guess here. Uh-huh. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman is number two. The Ooh. number two rom-com of all time. That makes sense. That is that's an iconic movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, so number seven, Sleepless in Seattle. Six was Notting Hill. We got there. Number five is Jerry Maguire. Oh. Which I feel like it's more known for like, rom-com. show me the money, yeah. right? But you know, you complete me. Yeah. You have me at hello. Those became pretty ubiquitous. That's a good Tom rom-com Cruise impersonation. Line. Was it? I don't really. Yeah. I don't know. Number four. This is probably the upset of the whole thing. Clueless. Oh, okay. Clueless. No, I'm okay with that. At number four. I'm yeah, okay I mean, with that. Well, when she has that realization moment. Oh, my God. I love Josh. I am majorly, totally, but crazy in love with Josh. But crazy in with love with... With my stepbrother. <laughs> that was Paul Rudd, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. Clueless, I can see that. Yeah, Clueless. Number three, You've Got Mail. I don't know if I've seen which, that one. Uh, that, that's Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks again. That's like the third film they did together, I think. And they, yeah. were, they were pretty big in the rom-com scene at the time. And that one, I feel like, hasn't, you know, it's aged differently because of how focused it is on, like, the, the beginning of online dating. Yeah, right? that's so, so funny. That's kind of funny. Number two, like we said, Pretty Woman. And number one, after all of those, what do you think is number one on the rom-com list? <sighs> okay, well, they've got another uh, Meg Ryan one here, When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, I'll oh, have what she's having. Yeah. I'm not going to play that clip on here because I feel like we would get angry calls and texts from <laughs> parents, but his, his kind of confession of love is pretty amazing. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. 
I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes, and I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. So if some dude came at you like that, would, would you be like an instant, yeah, okay, let's do it, let's get married? I mean, if it's a stranger, <laughs> no, I'd probably be really creeped out. I'm telling you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you over here. I think What's about wrong you with you? Every single day before I go to bed. It's like, oh. I know we've never met, but I can't stop thinking about you. I can't get you out of my head. Good morning. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. On 93.9 Virgin Radio. A cringe that hurts so good. He broke up with me. While you were in the lingerie and trench coat. Yes! It's Toxic Tuesdays. Like 93.9 Virgin Radio. So today we are talking about the absolute dumpster fire that is the influencer-only music festival that just happened in California. And this is not Coachella. It's not Coachella. This is called Revolve Fest, and people are comparing this to the Fire Festival Uh just in terms of the mess that it all is. So it's the fifth annual Revolve Festival. It's hosted by the clothing brand Revolve. So I don't know if you've seen, like, influencer girls. They wear a lot of Revolve clothing. It's very popular online. Right. And so this just took place this last weekend in La Quinta, California. It's invite only, okay? Well, I guess, is it part? It's kind of attached to Coachella. It's like an event that takes place there or or nearby. I I was under the impression Coachella Mm. was in Indio, California, and this is in La Quinta, California. They're just trying to ride their coattails. Yeah, but it is the same weekend, which seems very strange. It's an invite-only music festival, and it is featuring a carnival-style swing ride that's sponsored by Venmo, a booth serving complimentary drinks made with Kendall Jenner's tequila. There's free food, free drinks, free swag bags, special performances by Post Malone, Jack Harlow, Willow Smith, Bia, Lotto. Like, it's a music festival. And uh, why are people comparing it to Firefest? Transportation. Uh oh. So I guess their bus slash shuttle service was awful. People waited for hours in the hot sun with no water for the buses to come. And if there's one thing we know about influencers, it's that they think they are the center of the universe. So uh, they weren't really (laughs) happy about that. Fights broke out. Police were called. All the influencers were yelling about how important they are and that they should get, like, the seat on the next bus. And there were a lot of people who couldn't get in even though they were invited. Mm. So in particular... This TikTok creator, Christy Howard, she's got 2.5 million followers on TikTok. Um, She called the festival a bleep show. She said she waited for five hours for a shuttle before eventually being told to leave. And she paid money of her own to fly out there. And she said, I flew out there thinking I had this big opportunity for my career. She said she spent thousands of dollars to get there and then she never got in. So here Hmm. is a, a clip from her TikTok that she made about the situation. Didn't get in Revolve Festival. Uber, $50 just to get out of the chaos. Now we're in this nice shopping center and I look like a 
She's in this like skimpy outfit. And bought me a t-shirt. So she bought like a free oversized t-shirt so she could go get some food in a restaurant without people oh, looking man. at her like she was crazy. And like here's a clip. This is somebody yelling at the influencers, one of the security guards slash bouncers from the bus. It's ridiculous. Thank you. I wish you called This is ridiculous. Let me see your bands if you're an influencer. <laughs> Let me see your bands if you're an influencer. Oh, man, I don't like to hear that. Um, He's like, influencers, line up. You need to have credentials now to be an influencer. Yeah. They're like, where's your badge? Yeah. You're not a real influencer. I know. Oh, my God. That's just a mess. It's it's a lot of mess. But if there's one thing we like to do with uh, people who are rich and famous on the yeah. internet, it's talk smack about oh, them. Oh, of course. That, so. This is what I'm wondering. It's like, is it the fault of this festival or is it just the entitlement of the people there? Because newsflash, any music festival you go to is a big hot mess. And the transportation Anything. is always exactly. trash. Have you ever been to uh, Oceaga in Montreal? It's on a freaking island. Yeah. And like the only way out is through like a subway system. And it's like a, a zombie apocalypse at the end of that thing. And you do end up, you know, waiting in the sun without any water for hours if you're trying to get to the front of a concert anywhere. Like, that's just kind of par for the course. That's how really. she goes, but not not yeah. for this group of people. Well, if you want a truly chaotic alternative to Coachella, might I recommend this totally real festival. Why spend a fortune on tickets to Coachella when you can experience a way more epic gathering that's sure to blow your tidy whities off? Well, what is that? What is that? What is it? It's not Coachella. Coachella. Get ready for Cagechella. Yes, the it's only more Nicholas Cage. To the awesomeness that is Nicholas Cage. I should be Cage-chella. so happy. <laughs> huh, sweetie? Prepare to experience life through the eyes of a true visionary at Cagechella. You won't just admire Nicholas Cage. You'll actually become him as you learn the Cajun alphabet. I would go to this. Stop by the Cajun acting tent where you'll transform yourself into a classic Cage character. Doesn't this sound better to you? It does. And uncover the mysteries of ancient Cajun sounds. So I'm going to prepare for this. The dress code is only suits that look like short bread. Short bread. <laughs> it all happens this weekend. Tickets available for free with every outburst. Just get your ticket and move on, okay? Get your ticket and move on! Only at Cage Chilla. Now you know how it feels. More with Hannah and Johnny in the morning. Next. Does size matter? And I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't want to know the answer to this. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Well, Johnny, if it didn't matter, then why are you reading us this list of uh, D sizes based on country? Listen, when my job is to share information with the people and a survey comes out about <laughs> D sizes across the entire world, then I have to share. I just it's have to. It's your duty. It is. Um, yeah, it clearly matters enough for this worldwide survey. And just imagine getting hit up for that. Like, how do they go about that process, you might wonder. Like, how do they know people aren't <laughs> lying to them well, when they say, how big is your D? Exactly. Everyone will say, 12 inches. And <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> they'll say, is, like, okay. I know you're lying. But, Noted. Uh, so this is how it worked. There was a, It's an online pharmacy called From Mars, first of all. Uh, it analyzed Google data from 86 different countries to come up with the findings. That's how they did this. Okay. Um, and who do you can't you lie to Google. Google no, knows. Oh, well, that's it. They're listening to you all the time. Number one on the list, biggest these in the world, Ecuador. Oh, okay. Six point nine three inches is the is the average. Never is been. What they're saying there. Never been. <laughs> you thinking? <laughs> play no. <laughs> and someone might be though. Bachelorette weekend in Ecuador. Hey. Um, yeah. 
I am engaged, sir. I know, I know. I'm sure that what you're wondering is, how did Canadians fare yeah. on this list? Actually, I want top three. You want top three? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, number one, Ecuador. Number two, Cameroon, 6.56 inches. Number three, Bolivia, 6.50. So, right. this is the thing. There's not, it's not like it's a massive discrepancy. They're pretty close, They're yeah. going to be pretty close in the listings here. Uh, but, okay. And we didn't do too no. bad. Canada. Um, we're tied for 12th, baby. Woo. Woo. Ow. So, Out of how many? Uh, I don't know. How many countries are there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, on That's, this list. Don't from, ask me From the list question. I have right here, they, they like, rank 86 countries. Okay. Uh, we're tied for 12th with Angola. Okay. 6.19, which, um... Who did they pull for this? Because I don't know. If that, I don't think that represents it. Tony's like, that, I, I think that, I, it's a little high. I wasn't asked no, about this. Clearly, but, uh, yeah. clearly people are lying yeah, on this, this is, sheet. It's giving me throwbacks to high school when I would bring down the class average by quite a lot. <laughs> Same vibe. Um, for our friends across, we're learning way too much about you today, Johnny. <laughs> for our friends across the river, I'm sure you're curious how you fared as well in the U.S. Tied for 59th. No. Yeah. Fit, we're, we're 12th. They're 59th. Yes. In D size across the whole world. United States is tied for 59th with Israel with a, a very respectable average D size of 5.35 inches. They're all pretty close together. Yeah. But like that being said, you're telling me just a quick trip across the river well, is going to add like an inch to your life? Apparently. That's, I think I need to move to the States now because that's a little more my speed. <laughs> or better yet, I can go to Cambodia coming in at number 86 with an average of 3.95. I would be treated like a king. This is amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, they're saying, you know, the whole thing about this, one of this, the people who was studying this says it does ask the question, does size really matter? And he said, ultimately, the answer is maybe, maybe not. The truth is the owner of the penis is far more likely to be worried about the size than their partners are. And uh, to your point, Hannah, this said that the, the data was relying on self-reported data. So okay. you were so, all liars in here. Come wait, on. Wait, so what was the country that got the smallest? Cambodia. Cambodia. So yeah. the Cambodians, maybe they're just the most exactly. honest. It's not a, it's not yeah. a study about dick size. It was the whole time. It was a it was most It was a honest. truthful study. <laughs> For more Hannah and Johnny, check out 93.9 Virgin Radio. Weekday morning, 6 to 10.